And hello, everybody. What's this? Hey, everybody, and welcome to Show and Tell. Is your OG Show and Tell MCs me, Lady Ada, Mister Lady Ada? Uh, we're gonna check in with the community, see what they're up to. What are people hacking, coding, modding, blinking, and more? I see some cool stuff in the previews, so uh, we're gonna be around for another like 20, 25 minutes. You want to join in? Uh, post is the link is in Discord. You just have to yep, join. Streamyard link is the in there. Link. We do this every single week, seven thirty p.m. Eastern time. Show and tell. Come by, show and share any of your projects, robots, art, science, anything Floppy you drives, make or build, or retro. things that you're um, discovering, fixing, repairing, and more. Let's first start with Jay. Jay, what you got going on this week? Hey, Jay and Robot. Hey, I just finished Binary. This is my biggest robot project yet. Definitely in size, too. It's actually like, yeah, it's how big my yeah. hands one, are. One Jay scale there. Tall. Um, this is my uh, event robot that now can blow bubbles and stuff. That's cool. Whoa. Yeah, I got the wheel design done recently, which I'm going to have to be careful with this because it is on the table. But like, it can roll and turn sideways. Wow. Yeah, I got the design from James Bruton. Uh, this is his wheels design, but I was able to attach it to the robot. It works pretty well. And yeah, that's pretty much it does. Looks around and blows bubbles right now. But it's that's my cool. personal robot for events and for videos and things like that. Something to, to show people to get them interested in the video in the first three seconds, you know? Yeah. Charming. With upgrades coming soon, because there's a few different things I want to add to it that will be upgraded in the future. But for right now, sometimes you have to stop and take a break and then go do something else, because yeah. this has been stressing me. It's never finished, but parts of it can be done. Yes. Yes. Definitely. Definitely that. Yeah. And uh, as always, I think I've said this before in previous show and tells or whatever, thank you for making robot friends. There's a lot of robots out there and a lot of, uh, there's a lot of robotics that are covered. People yeah. people doing a lot of robotic things and they they got it, great. You know, there's missile robots, there's, other type of, there's all sorts of robots out there, but bubble blowing robots and robot friends, we still need more people to um, show how we can make things that have a piece of us in them and one day these things are going to meet us. So yeah. having robot friends um, is a good idea. So very much appreciated. The, the bubbles are super cute. That's really neat. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. But yeah, I'll always keep making cool robots and to look at stuff and do more stuff. And they'll yeah. be cute. All right. Very cute. You. It even has the, um, the thing with puppetry where you kind of keep it moving and breathing. So it has like a very friendly, like, oh, it's doing something. It's thinking. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All right, Jay. Well, thank you so much. Come by anytime and uh, see you soon. See you soon. All right. Speaking of friends, hey, Scott, how's it going? Hey, hopefully you can hear me okay. I realize my mic is a little low, but um, so I've been like heads down on CircuitPython 9, specifically ESP related stuff. Um, so one thing I did is I re enabled the parallel display bus or, yeah. Yeah, I think that's what it is, parallel display bus. So this is a, a LilyGo board that has the display connected over a parallel connection. Um, so the person that said like, hey, you need to re-enable this for these boards. And so I grabbed one of them to, to test with. So that's one example. Um, I just made a PR to like raise all of the, the flash and RAM speeds and, and uh, protocols. So um, in beta one, if you see a board that doesn't work, please file an issue. Uh, I did not test them all before. I was kind of like, they're probably fine. Um, so we'll get that in. And then uh, lastly, I wanted to say CircuitPython 2024, uh, this is the last day for it. 
Um, so get it to me overnight um, because I'm going to do a summary post tomorrow when I get it. So uh, thanks to everybody who's already done it. And I'm looking forward to seeing any others that come in. All right. And uh, all the ways that people can do the posts, you can go to adafruit.com slash circuit python 2024. You can see the post, but they can tag it. They can email it. They can do, yep. there's a lot of ways to get it. And um, if they want something specific in circuit python, is there a good chance it'll be in there? Anne was just saying that a lot of what she had on her wish list for last year was done. So um, we make no promises, <laughs> yeah. but we are really curious to see what people want to do. One year it was like, it really wanted to see some camera stuff. We got that. I wanted to see some keyboard stuff. Got that. There was yeah. a lot of music stuff that's in there. Um, you know, you can essentially cobble together um, a full, fully functional Python powered open source computer. With oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, we're getting there. I'm, I'm really excited about uh, all this new stuff. And I just merged uh, the USB display IO to, to video stuff that Jeff just did. So you can use display IO to render to a frame buffer that goes up your USB link to your computer and looks like a webcam. Pretty cool. Um, very cool stuff. Uh, so thanks to Jeff for doing that. All, all right. right. All right. Thanks so much, Scott. And um, are you doing uh, deep dive this week or is it from a guy? I'm planning on doing it, but as you are well aware, I have a kid in daycare, so. Yeah. And Thursdays seem to be the days where he gets sick, so uh, I, I plan on doing it. Um, if you want to hear uh, updates, uh, I'll let Deep Divers know. There's a Discord role called Deep Divers for folks to let them okay. know if, if uh, things are changing at the last minute. But right, yeah, cool. planning on doing it. Okay. Yeah. If folks want to learn all the innards of CircuitPython and kind of watch real time things be developed. Um, yep. Scott or Foamy guy are there and uh, it's a couple hours. It's worth it. I put it on in the background. It's also um, good stuff to work to. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. And it's it, kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm interested in that. I'm a weirdo. I watch, I watch some other like long form videos because it's really the only way to see exactly what people do. Yeah. Um, so it's really meant to be just like completely well documented. Um, but long. <laughs> yeah, I think the the hand waviness of of some technical things um, it discourages folks because it's like, oh, I'm working on this and right. I, I'm not making progress. I must be the only one. It's like, no. Yeah, you're not. And the it's only also kind of on office hours for me, so I'm I'm pretty. I try to be accessible, and we go yeah. off in tangents, and I, I have a great time with it. So all right, well, yeah. Either I'm way, stop by Fridays, two p.m., five p.m. Eastern. Yep. And uh, Scott from again, I'll be there if you want to check it out. Thanks so much, Scott. Good Hopefully. to see you. Thanks, Thanks Scott. Good to see you. All right, Erin, what you got going on? Hey there. Um, I have been working on this super cool piece of art right here. Uh, so this is just a bunch of NeoPixel strips soldered together with a, uh, a piece of fun fur over the top. And uh, fun fur just makes a fantastic diffusion. But uh, all I've done is they're they're on a bunch of foam core right here and just sort of soldered together into a matrix pattern. And I've never played with a matrix pattern this big before. Um, I'm running WLED, which is a free open source uh, software package. It took me two minutes to get it installed. Uh, and it has all these cool matrix patterns in it. And I've been playing with it. And uh, all I do, it's, it's an iPhone app, basically. Uh, it's uh, Wi-Fi enabled chip. I'm using a Feather version 2 uh, ESP32 chip in here. And um, just this, this really cool free iPhone app just gives me all these different animations, um, all this different matrix code and everything like that. Just I don't have to do a thing. And each one of them is customizable. I can choose the colors and the speeds and all kinds of neat stuff. 
Um, my plan with this is uh, there's another overlay on top of uh, WLED called LED Effects, which is uh, some software, again, free and open source that will um, add sound reactivity to this project. I don't mm -hmm. even have to uh, put a microphone on there. It'll just listen to either the sound coming from my computer or the sound being heard by my computer. And uh, my computer will broadcast the uh, the sound over to the board and it'll it'll do animations. I played with this a little bit on a different piece and it, it works really well. I've played with a fair amount of sound reactive software and really haven't gotten a whole lot of success with it. It never looks very good, but this LED effects one seems to be seems to be one of the best I've seen. And again, just free open source fun. So I'm working on this and working on a tutorial for it and hopefully we'll be ready. Oh, hello, Sugar Bear. Yeah. <laughs> she can't, uh, she has to be where the action is. That's right, um, character. Yep, but uh, hopefully I will be ready to start, uh, ready to publish this by, by next week. It's really a lot of fun. All right, and folks can find that on learn.adafruit.com. They can look for your author name, but it'll also be one of the featured ones as well. And we'll probably cover it next week on the show. Yes, I love how you're really taking WLED to the next level. You're kind of exploring every little piece of it. It's cool. It is a lot of fun. And there's so many people have written plugins and versions and all kinds of stuff. Like, I feel like it's it's a really cool piece of software then. And we're really lucky to be able to just use it. Whenever we want. Yeah. Okay, thank you, Aaron and CatFriend. No, bye-bye. Is it Cat Meow when I said CatFriend? No. Sounded like it. Sounded like it. This is Sugar Bear. Sugar Bear? Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. She has not left me alone today, and I've I've burned three or four of her whiskers off with the soldering iron while I was trying to distract. <laughs> really was like trying to get right in. There. <laughs> Bye, Sugar Bear. Bye. Okay. Next up, JP. Hey uh, so hey, I've been uh, doing some more stuff with the Memento camera. Uh, I just wrote up a page based on a really nice addition that Lamore made to our Pi Camera library, which is a um, time-lapse mode. So it gives you some controls on the camera that let you pick intervals so that you can just set it and forget it and let it take a picture of someone picking lemons off a tree or this guy with some clouds going by, or if you're building something, um, any of the kind of typical uses for a time-lapse. This gives you a little sort of gizmo just for that. You can set it there and leave it, which is kind of nice um, and not worry about your expensive iPhone being left behind. Uh, so I'm gonna just share real quick a screen where I have some images. Let me see. Let yeah, do you want me to pop it in when, um, this is, when you bring it um, on? Here it is. Yes, if you can pop that up. Yeah. Thank you. So uh, you might show, I have a video version of this that you might show on Ask an Engineer later, but this was a uh, time-lapse I shot this morning of the sky. Uh, there were some rare clouds in the sky here in Los Angeles, so I decided to document the momentous occasion. Uh, so this was a two-hour time-lapse. I had it taking a picture every minute, I think it was, or maybe every five minutes. Um, and so I'll just frame advance through them. You can see um, that's before I've stitched them into anything or turned them into a video. But I got this nice time lapse here, and uh, there is the rooftop with my little memento just sitting there, propped up, nothing fancy, just propped it on the roof. Um, the only tricky part about it is getting up on the roof, really. And uh, the other uh, other one I shot was during our uh, creative engineering team call earlier. I decided to just point it at me and say, "Hey, what does it look like when I'm on a call?" And it looks basically terrible. It's that. That's, that's yeah. a guy watching a bunch of 
Zoom windows and occasionally talking. So uh, you can you can do terrible stuff. You can do great stuff, but it's uh, it's pretty easy. And I uh, put a page together on our Memento Camera Learn Guide that'll show you how to do it. And I can't remember if the latest version is in release yet. Lamore, you might remember, but it's uh, if it's not there yet, it's close. Um, that this is integrated. I believe it was merged, and so I think um, it just needs to be tagged. I think probably tomorrow we'll tag the release because um, I think we were waiting right. to see if any other bugs. But it'll, you know, people can also grab the latest version of the Pi Camera library, and it'll be in there. Yeah, there it is. So I'm working on that stuff and and more with the the camera. And um, oh, oh my gosh, Lars, Lars came in. I did I, not I, burn any of his whiskers off, so we're okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Go he away. was holding the uh, soldering iron in his teeth. Yeah. And one, one thing we'll have to explain to the general audience, not our, you know, the, the builder, the, the maker audience is, um, sure, you can have an iPhone, an Android phone, do a lot of things that a camera can do, but that's your phone and it's something else. And that's a consumer device. That's not mm -hmm. something you open and you have in a classroom setting and you're like, we're going to build a camera that does time-lapse and here's the code that makes it work. So it's a very different experience. And one of the things yeah. that's kind of hard, you know, some folks, they, they'll never, they use a rectangle device. That's it. They'll never, never, what's inside of it? Magic. I don't know. I just buy things through it. Um, but if you want to learn how to make your own digital camera, if you want to learn how all these things work, or if you're in a university classroom setting, hackerspaces, makerspaces, or if you want to um, kind of own and control your own technology, um, and see how it works. This is the this is the thing for you. I don't think there's yeah. anything else like this. When we were thinking about Memento, we're like, is there any open source cameras out there? Mm -hmm. And there isn't. That does. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. If you're looking at the experience of the iPhone or similar, it's if you want to do something, you're kind of going to go to the app store and see, did someone already do it for me or not? Yeah. And with this, you can write stuff. Like, in fact, one version earlier I was doing with time lapse, I wanted it to beep a second before. It shot the picture because I was using it sort of for stop motion. So I want I was building some Lego set and I wanted to get my hands out of the way before each shot. And so I said, well, I'm going to add a beep to this. Well, you know, that's yeah. good luck if your iPhone app doesn't do that. But here it was actually kind yeah. of straight. That's a really good idea. You should make an issue and I'll I'll add that as people can comment it out or you can commit it because it's yeah. like it's like a really good idea for um, time lapse builds. I didn't think about that. That's another thing. It's like how would like if I'm the engineer at like. A camera company i'm like well here's what i think time lapse should be but i don't you know i don't think the way other customers do right. so there's this nice feedback cycle of like i did something and then you're like actually i need you to tweak this and then i was oh. able to tweak it in an hour and yeah. you were able to try it out just well, the, really cool. the big tweak not to bury the lead big tweak is that i had shot some time lapse and actually someone made this comment on my live stream a couple weeks ago uh if we could lock the white balance and the gain uh and the shutter uh uh, speed, we would get less of the sort of flickering that you sometimes see in time lapse. And Lamore said, "Okay, let's dig in here and see if we can get yeah. this camera to to just freeze." Yeah, the I had to read the Linux kernel driver for this camera code to figure out how to do it. But like, we did figure it out. I got it working. And so, um, yeah, like, and, and then I was like, "Try this," and you're like, "That works great." And I'm like, "Cool." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like with that that um, sky example, that would have been doing a whole bunch of exposure shifts when the clouds went over, and it kind of makes the whole image the whole movie that you play back this is weird like pulsing thing yeah it's really yeah weird. yeah so this this got rid of that in fact i'm going to create a a little a b comparison video of some kind so that people can see what it looks like if they if they want they can comment that out because it might be the effect you're going for um but a lot of fun to be able to do like 
camera stuff this uh, close to the to the bare bones of it. So yeah. All right. Well, thanks, so much, if you, you have a JP's workshop tomorrow. Yeah, come on by. We'll be doing some uh, who knows what. Actually, I may be doing some of my PIR stuff. Uh, show a little of the guts of of how this stuff is working, um, and maybe how to stitch together your own your own uh, time lapses. All right. Thanks okay, so much, on. JP. All right. Next, uh, Sun and Moon Couture. Hey everybody! Hello. Uh, so Hi. I want to show you this. Uh, this is a hooded vest. It's kind of hard to tell. It's on a mannequin. I'll put it on in a bit. But what I wanted to show you is the 2D pattern rendering that we have on here. Yeah. Um, and how we set that up. So let me share my screen, and I'm going to pick uh, window entire screen. This one. All right. Can you guys see my screen? Yeah. Yep. All right, so this is Pixel Blaze. If you're not familiar with this controller, it's ESP32 based. It's very small and it comes with a ton of patterns. You can connect to it over Wi-Fi from your phone or from your computer. And you can change patterns just by clicking on these different things. So it comes with some really cool preset patterns uh, as well as some of the sliders up here. So I can on my phone quickly adjust what the pattern is doing. Ooh. Like if I do this doom fire, right? I've got the flame height and I can kind of oh. make it lower. Ooh. I can kind of make it higher just by sliding with my thumb. Good if I want to get really crazy, I can click this edit button and there's an IDE built into the browser. So I can actually edit code and it's JavaScript. So it doesn't need to compile and upload and then yeah. run. As I'm typing, it is executing. So it's checking every single character as I'm typing. If it's valid, it shows up on the LEDs. Uh, it does have some 2D and 3D mapping built in. So that was the kind of the key feature I wanted to show you today. It's got some presets for like a ring, a matrix, a volumetric cube. Um, but it, you can also just put in JSON arrays. And so you can see kind of what the, the preview of the mapping is for this particular vest. Uh, and the way that I built that is using this Pixel Blaze online tool. So I just select a file. I'll upload a picture of my pixel layout. And I'll just uh, watch this window up here in the top left. As I'm clicking around, you'll see zero, one. Oh, yeah. Just tracking way of doing it. Yeah. the XY coordinates of those pixels. And you just copy and paste that yeah. into here. And it goes ahead and updates that live. That's really cool. Uh, another thing you'll notice, some of these pixels are dark. There's actually two controllers here. And they are connected over Wi-Fi. So if I go into settings, you can see this group sync option. I've got a leader that tells the follower what to do. So the follower is connected on a different IP address. Um, and so this is a view into the follower. So you can just kind of see what it's rendering. Uh, but you can sync uh, as many of these as you want over, over Wi-Fi. And they'll all kind of change patterns at the same time. So I can so say- you have a different pattern on the front versus the back? Or like, why would you have two? Uh, in this case, it's actually for frame rate. When you get to, mm -hmm. this has something like thousands of pixels. Um, but what I've used it for is I've got a hat and a goggles and a mask and an outfit and my friends got an outfit and none of them are connected from wires and they can all change patterns at the same time. Uh, the guy who made this, Ben Henke, actually did a, like a football halftime show and all of the performers were all synced on the football field. So it's a really cool feature that you can do with that. Very cool. Cool. So I was going to say, like, you know, my first Burning Man, I worked on a, a project with LEDs. We, like, back in my day, it was snowing all the time, but we had to hand PWM every single RGB LED. Like, 
pretty, it's pretty astonishing how far things have gone. It was like very hard to do even colorful like LEDs. And now that you can just like, I download an app and I'm synchronizing thousands of LEDs together. This was oh, yeah. used to be at like a master's level thesis. Like people work for years on it. And it's so cool that it's like, yeah, it's just like this app. And then you just like click on the pixel and it just maps it. Yeah. WLED super easy, Pixel Blaze super easy. The the yeah. ease of use on these is amazing. And we're uh, talking of Remail. You're going to be doing stuff at New York Festival? Yeah, so I did want to plug that really quick if yeah. I can. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Am I still sharing my screen? I could share it right now, yeah. Um, yeah, we've been talking over email. I'm doing a runway show for New York Fashion Week. Uh, over in Chelsea, and it's completely focused on LED wearables. So everyone in the show, uh, there's some talks as well. There's some musical performances. Uh, Make Fashion is going to be there if you're familiar at all. They've done a ton of these kind of LED uh, runway shows. Yeah, we used to go to these. We have a kid right now, so we were over email. Yeah. I'm going to be able to make it this year, but we're going to get the word out on Adafruit site and more. And yeah, we'll I would say, love come that. by the show and tell because this is exactly what people show on the show and tell. Yeah. Um, Janet Hansen is going to be there, who's done stuff for Daft Punk and Britney Spears. Um, Plexus Play, this guy, this amazing bodysuit that I made. He's got thousands of pixels over every square inch, front and back. He's going to be there. Uh, I will be there as well. I'm flying to New York next Wednesday, so I'm actually going to miss show until next week. Um, Uriel Guy, there's a ton of uh, really good people that are involved. Make Magazine is going to be our media partner. Uh, so yeah, I'm super excited about the show and I'm going to post a link, uh, in the discord. So if you're in New yeah. York, it'll be February 8th. So that's next Thursday. Next week. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, no matter what, I know you're going to have footage and you're going to have photos and everything. Come back to the show and tell and, and show some of the things that, um, was going on there as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I've done this, you know, the past three or four weeks to try and promote the show, but I will likely keep doing it now that I'm doing it every week. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've got the demo behind you. You're ready. I mean, it's, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we'll get this on our blog, socials and everything. And uh, thanks so much for sharing this. I think it was like 15 years ago when we started doing stuff with LEDs. We're like, once we can play the movie Blade Runner on a jacket, that's kind of when <laughs> it happened. So we're getting close. We're getting very, In very 4K, close. In 4K, right? Yeah, well, you know. I remember like you emailed, you know, when we first met, I was doing like the, the mini pop. It was like eight LEDs. And you're like, that's so cool. And I'm like, this was a lot of handwritten assembly. Yeah. And now, it, like, yeah, it's like it's a weekend project for a six-year-old. Yeah, you can get yeah. started really There's fast. guy, uh, Mark Merlin, he actually gets those like P2, so two millimeter pitch LED screens and has them hanging yeah. on his shirt with the battery. Yeah, yeah. He could definitely play a movie on that. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, they, they, those use a weird, uh, it's a non I have a sample, but they're non standard. So it has yeah, to be the Hub 75 protocol. I've been working on, it's, I have yeah, a. Yeah, it's not Hub 75, it's something else. All right, we have, to, we have oh, one more person. Yeah. We got to go. Right. Thanks so much for coming by. I'm glad this Thank all worked you. out. Okay. Thank you, Sun and Moon. All right. Nanographs, okay. play us out. Nanographs. Hello. Hey. Is Hello. Hello. What's going on? Uh, Previously seen on Adafruit Channel doing the world's <laughs> smallest Adafruit logo. Uh, we won't be trying to beat that today, but uh, we will be showing you some very small things uh, with our focus. Small things. Yeah, do you want me to share the screen out already? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So that okay. is our uh, software. Right, you want to switch back to the camera for a second, actually? We'll show the hardware first. Uh, yeah, so yeah. The, the other thing we're showing off is our uh, open hardware project. So, so we got our. Type, and this is the local Yay! 
So if you remember years ago, uh, I could I was like, oh no, I need this win this special PCI card for mm -hmm. the special box that goes on the yeah. microscope. It's like, and those boxes are like ten thousand dollar boxes. And uh, we made our we made our we made our own, and it's open source. Yeah. Uh, so the, so <laughs> if you switch back to the screen now, yep. Yeah. Uh, so we've got uh, we've got a ice forty in here. Uh, so we've got all little wires of the FPGA. Uh, this is um, our what? software capturing this right now. Uh, so I can have a program uh, speed the uh, scan up. Calibrated our skill bar yet? Go really fast. So it's not 200 meters. Yeah. So that that's, looks so kind of getting average image a little bit more. Um, we for catch up some. So this is a focused ion beam instead of an electron microscope. Yeah. So uh, ions are heavier than electrons. It's the main difference between them. Uh, so this thing can really like pummel a sample. So, so you, in addition to just imaging it, uh, you can like dig holes in the sample. So I zoomed in there, and you can see we've like left a little hole in the chip right there, uh, that, yeah. that square in the middle. Uh, so this is an FPGA ICE40. So ICE, uh, so FPGAs are very stringy. They have lots of wires interconnecting all over. Uh, let me increase the scan resolution here. The image is so stable. Uh, yeah, we, we we've been working on it. <laughs> it's like it is like it's so stable. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So we can do patterns with this. So these are some of uh, Peter Esden, uh, One Bit Squared, uh, who manufactures Glasgow, the digital interface explorer we're using to control all of this. Glasgow the right there. Yeah. Uh, so you can see his logo on the circuit board in the top uh, top right corner there. And we also, uh, when we were at a conference recently with this microscope, we milled that logo into this into this FPGA. Uh, right. So we can drop. We can use our board to make patterns. It can yeah, so uh, kind of cut custom shapes. Just uh, send the beam to a point in X and Y, and receive the signal from that point. Um, we can do any sequence of X's and Y's. So we can make pads, we can make shapes, um, or we can just scan a, a good old-fashioned square. I love it. It's like you can look at the thing or you can ed edit the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so these machines are also used extensively for circuit edit um, or just uh, doing diagnostics on it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm trying to kind of zoom in here on some places I've milled before so you can kind of see what it looks like to cut one of these things in half some. Mm -hmm. um, Dalton frame buffer on this thing images up to a resolution of 1,000 by 1,000 pixels. Uh, our scan capture can do 16 k so we can get really big, really high quality pictures. Um, and we can also do really complicated, intricate patterns. So, so what I just did is I tilted the stage 45 degrees over to the side, so we can kind of get the uh, more of the 3D view of, of what it looks like when we uh, cut into the chip some. So we'll just kind of sit there for a second or we'll uh we'll, we'll turn the beam current up so i'm at i was at 100, 100 picoamps of beam current and now i'm going to 7,000 picoamps of beam current so this is uh uh yeah. blasting everything away very rapidly now yeah um let's see if i can focus i like the histogram on the right yeah uh luckily for us that was just built into the uh, python library we're using for um imaging this um so our entire software stack is Python. So all of the gateways are defined in Amaranth, which is a Python-shaped hardware description language for FPGAs. Um, all of our software running on the computer is written in Python. So it's designed to be very uh, extensible and flexible. Um, 
So I just blasted that for a little bit at like 7,000 picoamps. And when you had when the beam's at 7,000 picoamps, it's really big. Uh, so I just turned the beam back down yeah, to... 7,000 picoamps maybe doesn't sound like... Oh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it's very concentrated. A lot. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so once I focus here, so I dropped it back down to 100 picoamps. Uh, we can wow. see the uh, the carnage where oh, we just uh, melted a hole through uh, all the way through all the metal layers and down into the silicon. Yeah. Um, so this this ship wasn't entirely decapped with uh, a fib, uh, folks. Time beam. This was uh, a lot of this was uh, done with an acid decap uh, several years ago, um, but it's just been kind of a fun sample ever since. Okay. This well, is fantastic. So, yeah. Please come back with this because we're gonna probably want to spend even yes. more time. We're gonna do acid yep. engineering. Mm -hmm in a minute but this is such eye candy and such a neat kind of arc in the maker world story so put a link to this board in discord um you can send me an email if you wanted us to get the word out in our newsletters and blogs and all that stuff um yeah absolutely this, this is kind of like what show and tell is like we never know what's going to show up and this is this is great <laughs> From where yeah. we, 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 we uh, this week we finally got good internet at our new workshop so you might notice yeah. behind us we we're in a significantly larger facility yeah. than the uh, old garage so, we'll be yeah, come by. more off later. So come, come by, and even if it's just like you know, zoomed in thing of the week. Absolutely, yeah, love to see that's, that's that. zoomed exactly in zoomed in thing of the week. Yeah, that's what we're going for. <laughs> All right, well, You'll thank you so much for coming by. Good to see you. Yeah. All right, that's our show and tell of the week, everybody. This is why show and tell is so much fun. Um, come by some 30 p.m. Eastern time every single week. It's either us or some of the Adafruit team members who host um, from wearable. Uh, Doom games <laughs> that you get to time lapse photography to uh, robots to um, zooming into the fundamental fundamental particles of nature on this. Um, never know what you're going to see on show and tell. So we'll see everybody next week. We'll ask an engineer starts in just a minute.